It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeved Life, and this is the Dovec Diaries. That's you guys right. love this. Uh, we love this. We and love it. This is Kelly. This is Mel. And welcome back, Dr. Dovec. Yeah, oh, yeah. my goodness. Thank you, ladies. It is good to be here recording yes. in your studio back home. I feel so comfy and cozy when I'm chatting with you ladies. I'll tell you. Oh, we, we need to. I'm, I'm kind of missing the face to face, though. Like, that was, last, I know. Last that time. was great. That was, that was so good. So good. That it was, was so, so nice surreal. to like, actually, after talking for so long. I mean, we're we're going on what eight nine months of yeah. talking, and that now and then to actually see you in person was fantastic. Yeah, to all the listeners, like she was on my right hand side, and I was just like, oh my god, she's right there all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh! By the way, I was fangirling inside. Yeah. Oh B. yeah, we fangirled hard. It's okay. oh my gosh, me too. Well, now you guys have to remember to push record and make sure that your sound is good. You don't have all of the the production guys. Yes. Of, story. Are we recording? Yes, we yes, are. Yes, we are recording. Yes, we are. Okay, we good. are good. good. Okay, so, so today's episode is going to be all about those myths, myths. that cool we hear that? about weight loss surgery yeah. and how they can kind of deter people from actually getting the surgery yeah. because they're not accurate. Um, and so I have a list of 12 myths that Ooh. we are going to go over. So let I'm, me. I'm sure you've probably heard some of these, I would imagine. Oh, right? I, I, can't, I can't even wait. 12. I, pro- I probably can name most of them, but I am curious to see what people think. I have some ones that are super funny that I hear every Oh, good. I can't day. wait to hear those, So I want to see if they come up. I want to see if those ones come okay. up. I'm excited. All right. All right. Let's see. Okay. So the number one or the first one we're going to talk about is bariatric surgeries generally entail stomach stapling. Okay. So they're back in the eighties, they called stomach stapling was synonymous with something called the vertical banded gastroplasty or VBG. Wow. And it was when the stomach was stapled, but not divided. It had a non-adjustable um, elastic band around the stomach. It was, I mean, you guys can Google it VBG if you want to be a dork and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> we will. Good, good, good. Yeah. You always do. You know your research. That is, you do your research. That's for sure. Now, um, that sort of went, fell into um, the gastric bypass, the stomach stapling, the stomach, the, the the sleeve is stomach stapling. Now on all the procedures, and if you're out there listening, you should check out and watch our episodes on the sleeve live mm-hmm. from the OR and the gastric bypass live from the OR yeah, because yeah. I'm using a stapler device. Mm-hmm. So these surgeries are 
stapled procedures. Now the staples are little tiny um, staples that are made out of titanium, which is very biocompatible. It, um, you can go through an MRI machine, you can go through a metal detector, no problem with any of that. Um, but yes, this, this sleeve, we staple it and remove the, the rest and the gastro bypass or stapling involved as well. Okay. And you guys know the stapler and I believe you guys call it the gator. The yes. gator. That's, yes. That's right. We coined the term the gator, the gator. because it looks like a gator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I know. I love I'm it. Dork. You know, I heard that one too. The staples are like, it's staples. Like, how is that like going to be okay? And it's like, mm-hmm. after watching it, like, okay, these are little, little tiny things. And really, yeah. it's almost like cauterizing is what it looks like. Well, Anyways. yeah, because it, it cuts, cauterizes, and staples all in oh, one. Yeah. But it's like when I envision stapling, I envision like an old school stapler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so I'm like, that's well, not they, they kind of look like that. They do have the little bees on the back. So mm-hmm. it, it is forming the bees in a certain way. But yeah, right. the, the stapling devices, it um, staples, seals, and separates the tissue from itself. So okay. three rows will stay on the patient and three rows will go on the specimen, for example, with, with the sleeves um, procedure. Basically, it's hard to describe, but you got to watch it. So yeah. just check out. Uh, this is already a shameless plug for our other episodes, but you got, you got to see what we're talking about. But yes, a yes. stapler is involved. Yes. And that, those videos are on our website, our sleevelifepodcast.com. And then they are also on our YouTube page. So yep. just look our look up our sleeve life podcast and they'll be right there. And, and there you so go. And subscribe they're and ring fantastic. that bell. And you would think that they're gory. They're not, not gory. I was expecting blood like squirting all over. And oh, no, no, God, no, it's no. not at all. It's like the cleanest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's weird. This is not the ER from like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no. It's not no. trauma. It's not yeah. trauma. No trauma. No. I don't Correct. want trauma. We want boring, mundane, <laughs> Groundhog's Day. No, no, nothing to disrupt it. That, is, it. that is when I'm happy. Yes. Okay. All right. So, are you ready for the next one? Yes, yeah. I am. Number okay. two. So, bariatric surgery patients develop health complications due to mineral and vitamin deficiency post-surgery. So, it depends on if you're compliant with the recommendations. Mm-hmm. So, there are, um, you do need to take um, a multivitamin, and mm-hmm. the multivitamin, at the very least, needs to contain iron, Mm-hmm. thiamine and folic acid and you need to take calcium citrate not carbonate not gluconate not phosphate but citrate mm-hmm. it is absolutely critical that you take these two things the multivitamin that has the iron mm-hmm. at least two hours from the calcium citrate mm-hmm. otherwise if you don't take them right or if you don't take them at all or if you take a um, a type of vitamin that doesn't have those things that's not bariatric friendly mm-hmm. um for example, then you could have some significant vitamin and nutrient deficiencies. Okay. Some of the severe ones would include something like vitamin B1 deficiency, which can give you something called dry beriberi, mm. which is a neurological condition where mm-hmm. you might have an issue even with um, numbness and tingling or neuropathies in your legs that could even result in the difficulty in moving around. It's no joke. Ooh, wow. You're not probably going to feel any different. Like, why do I have to take these vitamins? I don't really feel any mm-hmm. certain way, but I'm telling you, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin B12, uh, vitamin B1, which is thiamine, um, PTH uh, can lead to secondary hyperparathyroidism. Like there's a lot wow. of different nuances, but if you take those things, chances are if you're compliant with it for the most part, every single day, you're not going to have any issues and every bariatric program can and should follow you for life starting at six months, checking your vitamins and then one year and then annually. And if you're having any issues in between your um, physician uh, should be making sure that they are really closely um, paying attention to that. 
And I want to add in there that if you're feeling off, it's okay to give them a call just to double check. Because I think a lot of people think that it's like, oh, I don't want to bug them. But you know your body best. And so if you're overly tired or you're having vision issues or you're having, you know, maybe some stumbling or something like that, like go and go and just get checked out. It doesn't doesn't hurt. hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Just be on the safe side because there can be some serious things that happen. What are some of the signs that people like bariatric patients should be looking for if they are I mean, like, I, hmm. I think Kelly just nailed it. Um, if you're like, I'm super, I'm super weak. I'm so okay. tired. I'm that's iron deficiency, especially think about it. The majority of our patients are menstruating women. Mm. And so between having your period and the blood loss there monthly, mm-hmm. and on top of that, um, malabsorption, especially if you have a bypass um, mm. where the first part of the small intestine, the duodenum is responsible for the absorption of the divalent cations like iron. Mm-hmm. So when you mix the two and if you're not compliant, oh my goodness, um, you can have some severe um, iron deficiency anemia, which um, can make you very, very, very weak because the blood cells are what's responsible for carrying oxygen throughout the body. And if that's a problem, you could get very winded walking from here to there or climbing okay. upstairs and not being able to like, like, how come I can't move? I'm so out of breath. And do I have a COVID? I mean, you're going to, you're going to mm-hmm. feel really lousy like that. Okay, and okay. then other, other weird things like headaches, tingling, vision issues. Um, mm-hmm. You really nailed on some of the, some of the big time things that you should not ignore. Not Thank ignore. you. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, some people have messaged us and been like, you know, I'm having, I'm really tired mm-hmm. or I'm stumbling or I fell or whatever. And I know from my autoimmune, like that's a sign that you go in and see your doctor immediately because those definitely. are not like, those are not things that you want to play around with. Those are, you don't fuck totally. around with those. Yeah. I okay. mean, you've already done no. one step yeah. to take control of your life. So let's not like deter exactly. that anymore. Like, yeah. like you ran a marathon, but you didn't finish it if you don't take the, the vitamins. Oh, also, um, cracking on the um, the insides of the mouth here, cracking. Oh. That can be a vitamin. Um, the, huh. the B vitamins um, can be a, a thing there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I love how much we learn when we're with you. Oh it my just gosh. makes me happy. Oh my gosh. Well, I just had a flashback <laughs> when I was like probably a year out of having that. That started for a while. Oh, I couldn't really? figure it out. The the size. Yeah, it's like it's painful. It's like little cuts right here on the inside, mm-hmm. the outside of your um, mouth. There, I was like, um, "Ooh, and it's, it's happening." I'm like, "What's going on?" Because yeah. yeah. I, my first thought would be like, "Oh, I need to drink more water." That's what I did. Yeah. It's, but it, and but, but I would have never thought that it's vitamins. It yeah, was, it's usually the B complex ones. Really can um, it can it can do that. It's, I think it's called angulating um, like chelitis or something. Hold on, I'm going to Google it real quick. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to yeah. know. Like, I, that's, yes, keep talking. Hold on, let me, let me look this up. Yeah, because like it felt like a paper cut right on the side. Oh, so maybe you were having some deficiencies. It, like, it, I it fucking hurt. Like it was like really sore and I'm just like what am what's going on Ow. first I was like I've never had a cold sore in my life so I'm so like you what thought maybe the hell? that was it oh I'm like I've maybe I've gone 30 something years with no cold sore but like I don't oh, know that's, that's that, that, yeah that but would, you that were just suck. saying that made me feel like oh yeah because it would be straight and it'd be like a paper cut on each side I just think yes, it's so- joker yeah well the joker <laughs> thing has a real scientific name it's called angular 
and I'm probably mispronouncing it. All my scientific friends out there are like, come on, girl. But it's like, <laughs> but I remembered it, chelitis, C-H-E-I-L-I-T-I-S. Angular chelitis is a technical term for the joker slits. Oh, wow. wow. I put okay. it in the chat. I put it in the chat. If you guys want to put it on, on one of the posts when we're talking yes. about this episode. Yes, you learned something awesome. right there. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Um, so I have another question that kind of goes off of a C word, colitis. What is yes. that? What is that? Yeah. So colitis, the, so itis means inflammation okay. and colitis means colon. So in this case, um, so colitis can be um, just an irritation of the the colon lining from a number of things. Okay, you can get um, diverticulitis. um, That can that's uh, well, that's not really one of the things, but that can cause an inflammation of your colon as well. Okay, um, from the outpouchings that are weakenings in the wall. It happens if you're um, constipated because little hard stool balls get stuck in those little weak outpouchings, and then they can even perforate the colon, and it can result in. Remember the stool that should stay inside mm-hmm. the GI tract from going outside. It can be a little abscess or it can be um, a really big deal where you have stool that's in your abdomen. So oh, that's shit. diverticulitis, but colitis wow. can happen if the if the colon for some reason isn't getting enough blood flow, which could be a vascular issue. Okay. Um, colitis, um, goodness, there's, um, it can be an infectious colitis, which oh, wow. would be the most common, like if you have um, some kind of um, infectious diarrhea um, or in fact, if you like eat the wrong thing, like food poisoning, you can have like gastroenteritis, you can have colitis. So it's just basically an inflammation of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. We saw it come across and I was like, I don't know if I'm saying this right or what well, it is. So good to know. I was very you confused. Are, but it has nothing to do. It doesn't have, so the colon is far away from both the stomach and the small intestine that are either being removed or rerouted or rearranged. Okay. So colitis um, does not ha- typically have anything to do with weight loss surgery. Okay. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Okay. okay. All right. So number three. The possibility of becoming an alcoholic after the surgery increases. That can be true. That can be true. And that's a very important topic. Um, It's not a myth. There is um, for real transfer of addictions. Mm -hmm. We talked about this a little bit before. It can be a number of things. It could be a good one. Um, Exercise. You've seen people who become almost obsessed, which Mm -hmm. can be addict. It can be sometimes too much of a good thing. We know it is not, maybe not so great. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, alcohol can happen. Um, We talked about this on one of our other podcasts, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's where you, you do um, when you consume alcohol, it um, does give you a very fast onset of symptoms where you feel um, almost drunk or intoxicated mm-hmm. very quickly after ingesting even just small amounts and mm-hmm. it goes away quickly. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly trying to like chase, chase this feeling. Mm-hmm. And so um, because oh. there's just a small little area in your, and your body absorbs it so quick. So it's just fast on, fast off, fast on. And so, so people... Um, it, it, it can happen because it okay. just alters the way you feel. And some people just really, really like it. And it's, um, it can be a real deal. And I think, again, we need to talk about it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, getting help is always, 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 always so important. And finding a good mental health provider that you really vibe with is just paramount to your success with that. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Like that yeah. chasing is really the deal. Like mm-hmm. I never, I didn't think yeah. about it that way. Cause I was like, oh yeah. Cause I would literally drink be drunk within like just two shots and then be sober within like two hours. Oh yeah. Maybe less. Yeah, it's quicker than that for me sometimes. Yeah. So like I'll like, have a drink and I'll feel like that buzzed kind of like loopy feeling. And then within like 
half hour, 45 minutes, I'm like, Done. I'm stone cold sober. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really, I can understand why people keep going, keep yeah. going. Then all of a sudden it becomes an actual problem. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, yeah. some people have more addictive personalities. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. And then remember, you can also get drunk on a lot less amounts. Mm. And so you could black out. Um, you could have some real significant issues with drinking that can impact um, your quality of life, but also your 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 job, your, yeah. you know, you're just functioning um, mm-hmm. because you're blacking out. You're not remembering. And it could be really, really scary yeah. because um, it's just, again, like you're like, oh, it's, it just comes on so fast. It goes away so fast. But sometimes it's, it's just you drink too much too fast and it's just like the point of no return before you know it. Yeah. Well, and you can definitely. get really hurt. Like that can be real Really scary. hurt. You can be in situations that you don't even know you're in because oh, of that. Oh yeah, like, that definitely. Can be bad. Yeah. So. so, I mean, always drink with a buddy, I guess. Buddy it, system and buddy get system. a good therapist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So the next one, Ooh. the possibility of dying from this surgery is higher in comparison to that of dying from obesity. Wrong, wrong, right? Wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong, 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 wrong. I read wrong. this That's one. Yeah, I read this one, one and I was like, like, oh, let me do this one. <laughs> like, what? What is no, this? Oh, goodness. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We even say that you have more of a risk, statistically speaking, of getting in a car accident or getting mm-hmm. injured on the way into the hospital than you do on the operating room table. Wow. Yeah. The chance of dying from these procedures is on par with other routine laparoscopic procedures like um, having your gallbladder removed mm-hmm. or um, a, a straightforward elective one, not an, an affected one, because that's even um, scarier. It's, mm-hmm. It is um, the risk is it's still there obviously mm-hmm. never gonna um poo poo that but right. it's yeah. um it, it's nothing like that and and the chance of dying from obesity is undeniably undeniably like a hundred percent like yeah. that's like a i mean you know you're guaranteed that you are going to pass away from either obesity or a side effect of yeah. obesity yeah. so Correct. diabetes and mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna have Ankle problems, back problems, hip problems. You're going to have all of these things that like will dampen down your quality of life. I know this sounds real weird, but if just walk into your local nursing home, what size are they? Oh, yeah. Just think about it. That's true. Like you, there is a size that can make it. So, but it's not obese. Yeah. It's like pushing, but it's not like the 300, 400 pound people, Mm -hmm. like how I was 308. There's mm-hmm. no way I would last till I'm like, one, my family always dies in the 60s. Like mm. my goal is just to get to like 70 because it's like 75 wow. because they all die. It's not a goal because it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh, I would love it's to. Live. I would yeah. love to live actually to like 100, to be honest with you. Yes, of course you will. We'd be so. doing this. We're going to be doing this for the next <laughs> 60, 70 years with you guys. Come on, <laughs> let's just keep doing it. We're going to be three old women <laughs> talking about weight loss surgery. <laughs> Yeah. Like the Dr. Devic Diary, episode number 3,423. Like, oh, oh geez, here they come Hell again. Yeah. We're still going to be, we'll yeah. still have followers. We will. But, but my you guys pl- be out there listening. Come on. Is anybody out there? <laughs> but my morbid point is that like they, all my family was big people mm-hmm. and they never get past, yeah. you know, the 60s. So, yeah. hey guys. Well, because we there's, I mean, there's a lot of complications that come with obesity. And yep. that's one of the reasons why a lot of people look into the surgery is to help with that. And yeah. so that you're not, I mean, if you don't already have the complications from being obese, 
chances of you getting them are very, very high. I mean, so. mm-hmm. to be not, like, not to scare people, but do you want your kid to see you have a heart attack or have a stroke? Because I watched my dad do both of those. Mm-hmm. Even Kelly was in the room when he had the stroke, right? Yeah. Uh, heart attack. Heart attack. Yep. So like those aren't fun experiences. So mm-hmm. let's just not. Yeah. Let's just not do that for our kids if we can. And, yeah. Mm, what a and, visual. And let's not like mm-hmm. spread the word that getting weight loss surgery is worse than being obese because mm-hmm. that's just wrong. Yeah. No, it's not. I hear that all. I, I get that question. And I mean, of course, the fear is real. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. God, a surgical procedure. And you mm-hmm. think about anesthesia and you think about all these things mm-hmm. and making excuses that makes you validate like, no, 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 I, I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. here. It's nothing comfortable about knocking on a weight loss surgeon's door. We've talked about this many times, but yes. it's, it's it's so, so hard, but, um, but those, those, that visual right there that you just said of you as this young girl that's watching her dad, you know, struggle right before your eyes and the pain and the, and the fear and the sweating and all of it. It's, um, guys, this is, this is real and it's scary. It's and I also, yeah. it's so serious. And on a lesser note, but I still hear this all the time too. I don't know if this is on your, um, on your list, but people will ask about, um, what about, I think it's better to look better when I was overweight than to have all that loose skin. I get questions mm-hmm. all the time about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. I don't but agree. I don't agree with that. I think it's a preference. I get it. But like, no, I'd rather have the loose skin at all times. Yeah. I would rather have droopy thighs and a little bit of extra skin around my waist than to have to worry about me having but worry about my health on yeah, a daily, daily basis. more than I do on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. So overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, and I'm more comfortable and I have more non-scale victories that are worth looking better with my skin than, than having, saggy yeah, yeah, having yeah. sagging. Yeah. yeah. So totally. I'm absolutely with you. guys. All right. So, uh, you have the option of eating anything you want after the surgery, just in smaller quantities. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So, I knew this was going to be a good one. <laughs> so, so this is a good one. Um, I get, I am asked this all the time. It's just like, well, you can do anything you want in moderation is what people think. And I strong, I have strong opinions about this and I strongly disagree with that mm-hmm. because I think about it like this. No, you cannot do certain things in moderation. I've told you guys before, I'm a recovering cherry Coke addict. And that is not even a joke that cherry Coke was literally killing me. It was, um, killing my liver, all of it. And it's, it's just so impactful. And so for me, I cannot just drink a a casual can of Coke, um, here and there just can't do it. It's like, it is more addictive than heroin. Even it's eight times more addictive than crack cocaine. So have you ever told a heroin addict, just do it, just do it in moderation, just do it here and there. It doesn't work like that. And I think that you're just setting yourself up for disappointment Mm -hmm. and like, why did I do this? And, 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 and I'm such a failure and like, all those, all that negative self-talk and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So no, you cannot have, um, I just think you can't, you have to know your kryptonite to mm-hmm, know like right. what to avoid. Now, that being said, if something like, um, again, let's say you're not a huge sweet eater. Okay. And you go to a birthday party and you just eat a bite of cake or something here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all you really need is like too much and you're fine. 
that's fine. You right? can do yeah. that. You can do certain carbs here and there. As we've said, like, all right, every day is not going to be perfect. We're all humans. Like again, tomorrow's a new day. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the most part, everybody should hear it. Everybody knows it, but you got to mm-hmm. eat three meals a day. Mm-hmm. You don't want to skip meals. No, you no, don't yeah. want to um, do excessive snacking or picking or a bite here and there in between, mm-hmm. no grazing. And you really want to try to minimize your total net carbs to less than 50, per, 50 grams per day. Okay. Um, looking at labels and um, little to no added sugar and and that's it. So it is a different shift in the diet. Yeah. If you really want to be successful, you, you've got to follow what I just said. Okay. Well, and I would piggyback on the whole, like knowing what your trigger food is mm-hmm. helps a lot. It helps a lot because like our friend just had her birthday and she brought over chocolate chip like yeah chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookies, cookies. and <laughs> those are my one of my foods that I just love okay. to death but I was mm-hmm. okay but it was like homemade so I was like this might not be good so it's fine so I will try it and it was the best fucking cookie I've ever oh, had no. and um I feel bad because Kelly's heard the story but like I literally I go outside and I told my friend like you have to take those like now like stat and she's like what do you mean I was like I can't have those in the house and she's like I don't understand and she I was like I just ate three cookies in like 10 minutes this is a problem yeah. and she's they're like what why and I'm like because I passed by it three times like this is not of course oh this yeah is a real did, issue no. mm-hmm. like I can't have it I can't have it here. You got to take this away from it's me. It's so easy to have that. Again, I mean, I don't care who you are. I cannot imagine there's too many people that don't have that thing where they're like, oops, I just like took down that whole amount of whatever it was, ice cream, mm-hmm. cookies, chips, pretzels, mm-hmm. popcorn, whatever your thing is, mm-hmm. um, there um, you got, you, you just got to get it out of the house. And I know it's mm-hmm. hard because when you're at the store, you're typically hungry and it's like, I know shop around the perimeter, like don't go in the middle. And you're like, I'm just going to throw this in there. And I will, I promise myself, I will not eat them all in one sitting. And then it's like, well, wait, let me eat them all in one sitting. So then it's not in my house. So then I don't feel guilty yeah. anymore because I'm not going to buy it again. And then the vicious cycle continues. Yes. 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 That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thought. I can't do cake, kidding? <laughs> cake yeah. and sweets. I cannot have in my house because I will like, focus in and I will of eat course. them all. I mm-hmm. will eat an entire slice of cake. And then I'm like, ah, shit, what did I just do? Yeah, I know. I like black I know. out. I, mean, mm-hmm. I know it's like, and, it, and you eat it so fast almost. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. What, what just happened? To, and it is exceedingly hard to have the mindset that it's like, I don't even and you're going to validate it. We talked about this too, like just yep. believing your your own nonsense rationale and mm-hmm. validation of, well, I've told you this, Um, you know, I've had a hard day or um, I had a good day or I'm mm-hmm. bored. And like, you can basically have any emotion of why, why you, why you need that. And life mm-hmm. is stressful. And, and especially now and all these other things, but you have to stay true to like, it's not even worth it. And I know mm-hmm. I feel so much better about myself. I feel so much lighter and freer and mm-hmm. better quality when I don't eat the cake. What's yeah, it worth it? But exactly. it's, it's hard. It's just so hard. Yep. Well, it is. just go with your first instinct of don't do it. Yeah. Don't if do you it, if your first instinct is like, I shouldn't bring this into the house, don't do it. Go with that. Yeah. Go with I that. Know. Feeling. It's kind of like taking a test when your first instinct yeah. was A and then you pick B and you got it wrong. Just yeah. go with the A. Definitely. <laughs> the, the gut feeling. Trust Definitely. the old gut. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the next one. This surgery guarantees weight loss after recovery. I mean, Actually, you guys are going to be surprised by my answer to this. Okay. It does. I believe that when you have weight loss surgery, you are guaranteed to lose weight. Yeah. Guarantee it. I actually guarantee you're going to lose weight. Yeah. However, the amount you lose, the sustainability of it goes Mm -hmm. back to what we're just saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you... 
Yeah, sure. In the, in the beginning, you just physically cannot eat much. You can't even really have much more than a sip of water. That's why we're talking about sipping constantly and all these little like workers arounds to get it. But mm-hmm. six months, a year, you get used to the way it feels. You still mm-hmm. feel restriction. But if you're like, I'm telling you, snacking is the worst. Mm-hmm. That's something actually, I'm not going to act like I'm holier than thou by any means, but snacking is something that... Um, about, I'd say six months ago, I, and it wasn't like a certain time of the day or anything like that. After I eat dinner, I don't eat at all between meals. I eat three meals a day. That's all I eat. Okay. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't do it. I do not do um, anything else. And so by doing that, it's, um, and I just have it in my mindset, like, I'm not going to do it. I preach this all day long. I know I'm, I'm different than maybe the average person because this is why I'm so immersed in talking about weight and what yes. you need and what you put in and all that kind of stuff. But um, I know to go back to this, you're going to lose weight, but what you do with that blessing and what you do with that is up to you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and really you got really one great shot on it mm-hmm. um, because the revisions are never really as, as great as the first time. Trust me, I have seen incredible results. I'm not discouraging anybody from a second chance and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but that first time you've really got to be really on point. And I hope that big life events don't happen to you that derail you because that happens and it's just so unfortunate. But yeah. again, mm-hmm. life happens and how do you deal with it? So yes, you can do this. Love it. Love it. Love so it. yes, you will. You, you will. will. It's just how you choose to it. take that and do with it after that surgery. Yeah. I Use mean, your tool, correctly. your surgeon can only do so much. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So weight loss is painless, quick and easy. Oh, please. Okay. Come on. Come yeah. on. Listen, everybody out there has tried a million diets and exercise plans mm-hmm. and medications and everything else before they get to surgery. You know, that's not true. You know that um, losing weight is so hard and it comes mm-hmm. off so slow and it goes back on so fast and the whole thing and everybody is the same on that, I think. Um, so no, it's not easy. Nothing worth it in life is easy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, and that's why these stories, your stories, um, the both of you and everybody else that we feature on Instagram and show the struggle, all of it, it is a struggle. Mm-hmm. But my favorite quote is the joy is in the climb. And that is mm-hmm. what this is all about. There's really no destination. It's just about grinding and trying and pushing through the tough moments. Um, that again, life throws your way. Yeah. I mean, there's, you have no choice, but to just keep going. So well, I think, what did I say to you a couple of days ago? Like, just enjoy the suck. Like, yeah. Enjoy the suck. That's a great one. Just that's a good the one. Suck, man. Yeah. I'm adjust my, uh, mine's like too lame, but yeah, yours no. is great. No, I, I like, I like both of them. Yeah, I, like I mean, cause that's kind of where I'm at right now mm-hmm. in my life. I'm, I'm like doing this climb, not quite sure where I'm going, not quite sure what I can do, but I'm just enjoying the moment and what I'm in. So and just yes. keep moving forward. Just keep yes. moving. Just keep yeah. moving. Just, just keep, keep going. momentum, mm-hmm. momentum, momentum. You got this. Thank you. Can't stop. Won't stop. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So the pr- procedure is not effective. And most of the patients who go through this procedure regain their weight. Oh, wow. Well, come on. We know that it's extraordinarily effective. It's Mm -hmm. always just so disheartening to hear everyone just gains their weight back. Why would you do it? Oh, I knew you would too. You're just another one of the failures. And listen, that's not true. I mean, plateaus will happen. Mm -hmm. Some weight regain probably will happen. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like you get down to a goal and then you're just stuck there forevermore. Of course not. It's going to be this little ebbs and flows. And there's Mm -hmm. going to be um, sometimes when, oh my gosh, I I gain a fair amount. Then you get back down. It's um, typically um, 
85% of patients will keep um, significant amounts of weight off. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good percentage. Yeah. Oh yeah. 85% will keep a significant amount of weight off. Okay. Um, it's very rare for a patient, um, to regain all of it and then some. Okay. Unfortunately, those things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that your your pouch or whatever is broken. Mm-hmm. I do think that you can get back on track. And a lot of it has to do with like just the, the mental grit that it's going to take to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not look at it. Like, again, when you look at thinking, oh my God, I got to lose hundred pounds, 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. It's just so, so daunting and, mm-hmm. and so overwhelming. And you really cannot look at it like that. It's just like one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and no, not everybody gains their weight back. And if they do, we can get you back on track. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what I'm dedicating my life is to that mm-hmm. particular problem. Because I think that when we help that, it will help to break down that, that myth, that mm-hmm. is a myth and, yeah. um, to help more people be like, okay, this is a sustainable solution to this problem. That's awesome. Awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so a uh, uh, kind of a different one is uh, you can never use a straw again. <laughs> so that is a myth. That is a myth. Um, people will say crazy stuff. Um, I've even heard surgeons say it. So I apologize if you're of this strong believer on this, but uh, that if you use a straw, you might ingest too much air, which might um, make you feel bloated or even quote stress the stomach, which you guys know I hate. I hate that. Yep. Um, but the straw thing is some people might find it uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, I did a survey, my official surveys on Instagram once, and I said, um, does a drinking out of a straw hurt you? And like less than 20% said, yeah, I avoid it. And the rest were like, I have no problems with it. Okay. So if you drink out of a straw, you have no problems. You're not doing anything. If it's comfortable, go for it. No, no issues at all. I'm a there straw you go. right here. Yeah. Straw all the there way. There you go. Look all at you living yeah. dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> I just have always from the beginning, just taken it slow. I don't like gulp through a straw right. because that is no longer an option for me personally. I cannot gulp mm-hmm. because it will make me sick. So it'll be painful, but I prefer to drink out of a straw because I don't like ice hitting my teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's that too. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm just weird. <laughs> and that's one of my things. So no, you and Eric both, man. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, what did he say? What am I a peasant? Yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly oh my, what a peasant. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So next one, bariatric surgery is the lazy way out of obesity. Obese, per- mm. obese people should just stick to an exercise program and diet. Wow. Who wrote that? Who wrote I know. that? I don't know. I know. These were like the oh, top come on. 12. I don't know if that's I a looked. myth or just a rude statement. <laughs> right? Right? It's so, so very rude. I, you know, I, um, I just so despise that because that mm-hmm. person right there is just so ignorant mm-hmm. to it. So uneducated about this topic. So oblivious. Mm-hmm. And it is striking to me. I've told you guys this also where I am talking um, to, let's say a stranger. And it's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Because it's, um, oh, I do bariatric surgery. Oh, what's that? Is that um, is that like a tummy tuck? No, no, it's not that. I do gastro bypass and sleeve. And, and there's just so much like, again, misinformation mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, this is not the easy easy way out or the lazy way. And you're mm-hmm. like some sort of like loser that feels should feel ashamed for yourself or for seeking the best treatment option that exists Exactly um, for this. I mean, you know, I, I just get so passionately irritated about, um, about that type of, um, ignorance. I don't, no, I guess no, I love that. It. I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why you do what you do is yep. because, and why we do what we do is because we want to break that thought yes. of when you say Break weight loss surgery, 
people think easy way out, lazy, like whatever. And it's just like, no, it's not. It, it took me a while and it was hard and it was st- and it's still hard. Yeah. I'm every single like, day. You couldn't do it. So it's fine. You can just stay over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like the people that think like that, they couldn't do it. And they couldn't fucking do it. There's no way. They don't have the mental no, they capacity. Couldn't, they couldn't do it. I no, mean, nothing about it is. Oh, goodness. It is just it, it, it is. It is tough. It is. It is mm-hmm. tough. It just takes so much preparation and education and research and thought and planning and so many other things um, mm-hmm. to do it and then to keep keep at it. Yeah. I mean, just keep at it and make it incorporate into just your normal routine. Mm-hmm. All that habit changing stuff is is so challenging. So um, I don't see any. I don't see the word lazy anywhere in that description right? of what it takes. So yeah, um, like no, that's you're up myth. moving like. An hour after you have surgery. So, uh, yeah, that's not lazy. No, no, not at no. all. All right. So the last one before we get to our follower questions are obesity is not a disease or condition, but an addiction. Interesting. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm about to fight somebody here. I know. So- I know. <laughs> I was like, these need to be said because I really want people to hear this and hear how um, just stupid these people sound. By How saying ignorant they are. Yeah. Ignorant. Yeah. That was the word. Not, Very ignorant. Not good. Obviously, mm-hmm. even the American Medical Association has recognized obesity as a disease. It's undeniably mm-hmm. a disease. It is um, it's just the same as a disease as as cancer or, or heart disease mm-hmm. or stroke or any of it. It might be the cause of it even, but it is simply put a disease that has different treatment algorithms mm-hmm. and surgery is on that that algorithm. I mean, there's, of course, there's diet and exercise, behavioral modification, mm-hmm. um, medications, surgery. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's just completely 180 opposite of what it, what it, what it should be. Okay. Really. I just wanted to throw that in there. Because you just wanted to get me going. Good, I just Olivia. like to get Come y'all riled. Yeah. All you, know. you know, you so know, with it being a disease. So is there markers when you're born to know if you would actually have this like, as a oh thing? yeah, I mean, there is definitely a lot of basic science research looking at the amount of uh, like the, the fat cells and those sorts of things. Okay. There's of course nature versus nurture. Um, you know, there's a lot of components, but I, do, I mean, genes you can sometimes outrun those sorts of things, no matter how yeah. hard you try. And I mean, that's what you see whole families who struggle with it for, again, a lot. There's, it's just multifactorial. It's, it's not a one simple answer to answer that question. Okay. Yeah. Cause isn't kind of like our body type kind of about like where our genetics like first kind of began, like where we kind of lived and why we like, how like, people are short and stocky. Other people are really tall and lengthy. Like, is there like a whole thing about that? Yeah, I think that this has become an issue within the last, um, you know, out of all of civilization, Mm -hmm. when you look at um, the way we used to eat and being a hunter or a gatherer Mm -hmm. in the way that you had limited access to food and you didn't eat that often. And now it's just such an overabundance of weird sugary things. Mm -hmm. And just if you watch those documentaries on like how even the American diet has changed in the last just few yeah. decades. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's striking and it, and it does make you um, grow different heights and have different issues and, and grow taller or short, but also in different distributions of your weight, both um, central or abdominal versus more um, peripheral or pear-shaped. And there's just, there, there's a lot, a lot to the many shapes and sizes. Um, and it all has to do with um, just many, many things. Many, many okay. things. There's so okay. many things that yes. affect it. It's crazy. Yes. 
All right. What's your, you said you had a follower question. I did. Okay. Let me just bring Hello it fans. Up. Hello OSLP family. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait to hear this question. Yes. And for all of you that are listening, and if you're thinking of some questions or some myths that you would like Dr. Dovek to bust for you, um, we have a form at the very bottom of her page on our website, and you can actually put your email and you can ask us directly and we will make sure to ask Dr. Dovek on the next time that we record with her. Fabulous. Yes. I would love to answer it. This one's from Carrie Olson, 16. How many calories should the average person take Mm. in? Oh, I get this question constantly too. And I hope there's some of my uh, dietitian buddies out there that can weigh in on this. So I, the answer is I don't know. And I don't care um, because it doesn't have to do with calories because the calories on a calorie. I mean, my favorite example is back to the old Coke. I mean, a Coke has 150 calories in it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at it, you know, a certain number of grams of lean chicken breast, grilled chicken breast, it also has 150 calories in it. Mm -hmm. And the two are just not even, and comparative, not even the same league. I mean, the Coke has so much added sugar and there's so many different factors that play there. Mm-hmm. So I think looking strictly at the amount of calories, I don't know. I would say, again, look at the protein. You want about 30 grams per meal, 70 to 90 grams total in a day. You want to minimize the snacking and the total net carbs. Again, the way you calculate that is by looking at the total carbs on a label, mm-hmm. subtracting the fiber, subtracting the sugar alcohols that gives you the net carbs mm-hmm. to lose weight. You need to be under 50 net carbs mm-hmm. to maintain your weight. You want to be under hundred net carbs. And if you're going to gain weight it's because you're consuming more than hundred net carbs per day. And if you look at chips and pretzels and popcorn, um, shout out, um, to all of you out there who find my trifecta of doom funny, but <laughs> it's not funny because it, it results in a lot of calories, a lot of yeah. empty calories. And so I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you that yeah. number. I know that some of you really meticulously track your food on my fitness pal and, mm-hmm. and it gives you that as one of the biggest metrics, but just keep scrolling down until you get to the other, um, the other breakdown of, of what you're consuming. Yeah. Here. And I think that along with that is you know, what What I take away from what you're saying is look at what you're eating. Yeah. Don't yes. look at the calories. Look at what you're eating. So if you're Definitely. eating, you know, a snack pack of chips every day for lunch and you're giving that 100 calories away when you could be eating, you know, a chicken breast or something like yes. that, mm-hmm. you know, that's obviously that's something that you like. You're eating the same amount of calories, but what's going to do good for you and what's going to do more harm for you? So, oh, yeah. Like. Example is that me and Dylan went to um, the store on Sunday mm-hmm. and he really wanted cereal. And I was like, well, let's go look. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, let's see if there's anything we can actually have. Like, and we started pulling labels and he's like, well, what should I like? What am I looking for? And I go, um, we can't have more than 20 carbs. Like, I just want to put that limit there. And he's like, OK. And so he started like looking at stuff. He's like, well, this looks healthy. And I was like, it looks healthy. Now let's read, read the label. Mm-hmm. And it took all the way, like probably six or seven labels till we found one that was good. And it's like a it's just a special K brand. <laughs> So yeah, cereal is a silent killer. Yeah. For one, there's so many things that are Mm -hmm. silent killers. And I think it's so cool that, you know, to look at the label, but a lot of people, because marketing and advertising Mm -hmm. is so, so misleading and so, but it's so Mm -hmm. effective that, Mm -hmm. you know, Dylan's looking at it and thinking, okay, well, um, look at the box. It says that it's like hundred percent natural and all Mm -hmm. these like buzzwords, organic, um, low fat, um, which that is, um, 
obviously not worth anything. So um, I'm glad that you educated, but unfortunately a lot of people and families don't have that. So I also, in in addition to nature and nurture and genes and all these things, um, it's a lot of misinformation and conflicting, conflicting information. Mm -hmm. No one knows what to follow and what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why the question of looking at what you're eating Yes. It's so important. So more, so much more important than how many calories am I bringing in? How mm-hmm. many, you know, like look at what are you eating more whole foods or are you eating more processed foods? That's going to play a big process, a big play in your life oh, and what you're, what you're bringing in. Yeah. And I feel like um, we kind of as a society have gotten away from eating whole foods mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. eating. It's just, cheaper. Beef, it's cheaper for chicken. processed foods. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another big thing. It's mm-hmm. a huge deal just because like I've watched some documentaries here where it's like it's it's part of the problem is that we're too populated. So they're trying to like get us food as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So the faster you can do it is processed food. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal is like we need to have more local farms so mm-hmm. you can actually have like more healthy foods. Mm-hmm. So and that's why just... I hate typical frozen meals. Oh, I hate oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Because they're so salty. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're yeah. so bad for you. And my mom so likes these Amy's ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're a veggie, uh, a vegan one. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. vegan. And yeah. she likes them. And I'm like, Mom, look at the sodium. <laughs> look at the sodium. You know, that's a great question. What is the sodium levels that people should so have? I, so I hear this all the time that people think it's high, but I'm like, what is that? Well, with sodium, which I know a lot of people would cringe at this thought, but I do not think that sodium is in in of itself the issue. Okay. Um, I don't think it's what's, you know, of course you could have some fluid retention if it's your super salty thing and, mm-hmm. and that all plays back into it. So I get minimizing excessive sodium intake, but a lot of times the things that are higher in so- sodium are like you said, the frozen foods, mm-hmm. the foods that have all kinds of other carbs and sugars and junk, and they're just not mm-hmm. a really good nutritionally sound product. Mm-hmm, so right. um, I don't think it's the sodium per se to blame. So, I mean, if you, again, stick to the perimeter of the grocery store, you're mm-hmm. not going to um, have an issue with all those mm-hmm. preservatives and sodium um, in them. So okay. I don't have a number on that one either. Boy, okay. I'm on a roll here, but I just really know. It's kind of like a myth because people think that sodium is just like really, really bad for you, but your body actually needs sodium for electrolytes. It so it's like- Electrolytes what? are so key. Yeah. So key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last question, or do you have another? There's one more. Oh, go ahead. Advice on getting um, into maintenance mode. Like, is there any tips? So I think that there are some really phenomenal bariatric specific dietitians out there who um, they're, they're the real rock stars, I think, in going to maintenance mode. So it is reincorporating in um, some more healthier carbs. Mm -hmm. And so increasing that total net carb rate to around 75 to hundred grams per day from the 50 and up when you're in that weight loss area. So it is, um, that is something that I feel is where the dietitians shine. And that's something that I've really shifted the the role of the dietitian um, in our practice versus some other practices who give the dietitian so much um, stuff to do up front. Mm -hmm. We have all of our patients get the same foundation of information with Nutri Health. Okay. And then our dietitians are now more freed up 
to spend that time after surgery when you might be having the weight regain or plateaus. You might be, um, okay, I'm happy where I'm at. I feel like I don't want to lose much more. What is this maintenance mode and how do I kind of stay around five to 10 plus or minus pounds in this area? Mm -hmm. So that's the dietitian that's going to come in and give you some really individualized meal plans. That's when they shine. I feel like that's when they have the autonomy to give you the individualized attention that you need. Okay. That makes a lot I of like sense. That, yeah. yeah. I really like that because I know I, I adore my, my dietitian that I saw when I was going through my mm-hmm. program. She was really good at like getting that foundation, like you said, and like really understanding like whole foods are different than processed foods, all of that. <clears throat> but I feel like when it went into maintenance mode, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Like I, yeah, I was huh? just literally just like, okay, I hit my goal weight. Now what, what now? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really good to to have that more on the back end of it to be able to yeah. call and be like, okay, I hit my goal weight. What do I do now? Yeah, like, yeah. What do I add? And, and, and again, remember everybody, the goal weight you'll be there for about a millisecond. Yeah, because because it's it. it it's not a finish line. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, um, and you can't look at it like that. And it is, it kind of messes with your mind a bit mm-hmm. because um, you're striving for this number, this number, this number, then you hit it. And now you're like, now what do I do? And mm-hmm. then it's it's hard to stay motivated in the game. So I do think that's a great time or uh, as you're approaching it to get back in touch with the dietitian, just reconnect, um, just re-engage with support groups and Instagram and these podcasts and all of that. I think it's, it's, it's really helpful. Fantastic. And you mentioned so I'm just going to push this little button. Get guys. started now <laughs> on your weight loss journey at adventhealthweightloss.com. And yes, that adventhealthweightloss.com. That was my voice. We made easy buttons because can it's I so get easy. a can I get an amen out there for all of you who have really just even struggled to be like, all right, I want to have weight loss surgery. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the program I want to go to. But like, mm-hmm. how do I get going? And mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I call this number? Do I click here? Do I um? I do either do an info session. It gets all convoluted and, and, and tough. So we mm-hmm. made legitimate easy buttons that I would love if any of you out there want one. I um I actually have an assistant now who will be Ooh. happy to to mail you one. I'm fancy like that. Oh. Um, so if you want an easy button, it just has my voice saying to go to adventhealthweightloss.com, click on get started now, and we'll receive your very brief form of information and we'll get you rocking and rolling. Yes. Um, yeah. Either whether you're in the central Florida area or if you're anywhere else in the United States or even the world, um, we have a medical destination program, which I'm going to do a plug for um, Kristen Willard of Bariatric Meal Prep. She is having a symposium in the near future. She'll be announcing that. Uh, I think wow. tickets for her will be going on sale soon. Ooh. And I will be talking about um, medical destination on that talk. So oh, I'm wow. excited. Oh, that's yes. exciting. Congratulations. Yes. Oh boy, thank you. Yeah. It's Kristen. She's the brainchild behind that one. And it's, um, it is exciting. I think her content is just superb. I love, um, I know that you guys have talked to her before. I just mm-hmm. think that she's so, um, she's really smart and she's really great at what she does. And, and she has um, some really innovative ideas in this space that are really easy to follow and just, wow, I never thought of that. So I, I just love her stuff. So I'm yes. happy to do that. We we follow her on Instagram yes, and we're, we've we been in talks. So hopefully we'll be able to have her on the podcast very soon. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's um, great. Yeah, because she's, she's fantastic. I love some of her tips and tricks. And I mean, she's just very um, immersed in this field. And that's what we need is we need people that are fully immersed like 
Dr. D. That's right. Passionate. We like it. Yes, exactly. Yes. So if you guys, like Dr. D said, if you want your own little easy button, uh, you can message us and we can send it over to Dr. D or message Dr. D herself because mm-hmm. um, you should be following her anyways. Yeah, why which, not? Uh, congrats on 10K, by the way. <laughs> yes, I was down, out, sick. I wasn't on Insta because Mel yells at me if I get on Insta while I'm sick. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. so I like came back and I was like, what the hell? She hit 10K and I didn't even oh, see gosh. it. So I was like, well, I thank you for, for all of your support. And it seems like first, I, I would like to thank our Sleep Life podcast for always tagging me and putting me in your stories and like even putting me on your website. Seriously. Aww. But I got to say though, um, you know, it is, I put like a little caption on there. Like it might seem silly, but that that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I know it was for you guys too. And that's why we are like sincerely like, like, uh, like, like congratulating each other. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait till I get there. Like you'll get there. Like keep Mm -hmm. doing it because it's, it's, you just have to consistently feed this beast Mm -hmm. and um, really just keep with things that people are interested in and Mm -hmm. supporting each other. And um, we got to help each other. And it it really, it really was special. And I really um, was like more emotional about it than I thought I would, but I was thrilled. So all of you out there who do listen to me um, and and follow my stuff, um, I want to say thank you. That was um, Aww. That was really magical. It was. Yay. Yeah. It's, I remember ours and we were pretty emotional about it. Oh yeah. So. It's it's overwhelming These and exciting. Steps. And you're just like, I don't think you're going to get like, we'll be like, we're not going to get there. And then we get there and we're like, oh shit. Like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Now you guys are yeah. so far ahead. You're almost yeah. at 13,000 followers. I'm yeah. like, my goodness. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, there's something missing within this field. And we're we, kind of, we're trying to just share our stories and other stories like ours and it's, or not at all like ours. And mm-hmm. it's just really, I think it speaks to people. So yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And share, share, share. Cause there's people out there that need help and they're too scared mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. the question. So if we can help them, like give them the, our information. Yeah. Like, it was kind of crazy. One of our followers messaged us and someone, someone that works at the Seattle like hospital mm. gave her gave them our information. We have no idea who this person yeah. is. So, like that is just really cool. So just yeah. keep doing that. It really helps. Wow. They yeah. need to hear other people's stories, and uh, they'll make a good decision. Yeah, and so. we've had a couple followers that have had surgery, and the the nurses will be like, "Wow, you're so prepared!" And they'll be like, "It's all thanks to our Sleep Life podcast." Wow. And, and they'll be like, "Here's their information. Go, you know, pass it along to whoever needs it." So it's yeah, it's it's really. It's good because there are so many people that don't have that aren't prepared, obviously, by a nurse saying that. Like, yeah. And uh, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I wasn't prepared. No, I thought I was. I was yeah. not. I was. And now you look like you were prepared. And I was like, and I didn't even look like it. Like, <laughs> I just walked in at the end and was just like, do this. <laughs> You're like, basically, oh, boy, that's frightening. I mean, basically, listeners, do not oh, do, yeah. that. do yeah. that. Don't I mean, do that. Do Dr. Patterson, like, got me all, like, she gave me all the things, but, like, I didn't do anything extra is my point. She didn't, I mean, but back then there were no podcasts. Yeah, six years there ago. There were no, there yeah, was no yeah. Instagram, mm, you know, support like group, community. Like, it just wasn't there. really there. So, so yeah. 
All right. I hear you. So those are all the questions? Those are all the questions. We got all of those myths busted and the ones that aren't busted or that aren't myths. We now have facts to go along with them. We do. And thank you so much again for being on. on. Thank you. This was a really good one. I loved it. I hope our listeners liked it. Please, please send us some feedback. I love there is, I will, I will tell you like, weeks, months after we do certain episodes, people will tell me I was listening to this episode. I get people that reach out to me too. Aww. So when you do that, we, I know that you guys do too. I do as well. I read every one of my mm-hmm. um, DMs on Instagram. Yep. I um, will personally respond to you. It means a lot that you guys are inspired by us, I hope, and learn a lot um, even more. So keep yeah. it coming. Ask us questions. Yes. We'll, yes. Keep, um, we'll keep grinding them out um, to help to better educate all of you. Yes. Oh, yeah. And as always, we are available on any platform that you are listening to. Yep. And uh, we also have our website, OurSleeveLifePodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to all the episodes. You can watch all the YouTube videos with Dr. D doing her thing in the in the surgery. Oh, yeah. Um, and just go to the YouTube channel. Yes. And then you get all of our episodes, old, new unboxings, me working out. Yes. Like all the things are there. Don't forget to subscribe. Ring that little bell and also go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And we have several tiers that you can help support us in our mission to break the stigma of weight loss surgery. And there's even a support group. There is a support group. And it is called the Winner's Bench. Bench. That's right. Oh, even better. And we love to call them our benchies. That's right. You get to sit on the bench with us. We get to talk to you all day. Mm -hmm. And we have over 30 people so far. So keep them coming. This is amazing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys are growing. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, And everybody's just been over the moon with the support group. So they've been and they you they ask all sorts of questions. It doesn't even have to do with weight loss surgery. And they ask the questions. So it's, you know, I had a hard time this morning and I went in there and I said, you know, just send me your your good vibes and your your virtual hugs. I'd really appreciate it. And they they were there. They were there. So, yeah, yeah. it's really it's really nice knowing that we can we take away from it as much as you guys do. Yep. So. All right. Awesome. Well, I think we are good to go until next month. All right. Well, we love everyone. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. D. See you guys. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye. We love you guys and we will see See you you next time. time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17 Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Yes, Thanks for listening to Our Sleeve Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more 